Welcome to What The F Podcast, everybody. I am just rolling with it today. I kind of am going old school. I actually wrote today's outline in a notebook. So if you hear me flipping pages, that's what I'm doing because we're just doing it old school today. And I kind of like old school. And in fact, I recently bought myself an actual like old school planner um, because I really just want to write down things and visually see it on a calendar in front of me instead of just on my phone. So moral of the story is, is I appreciate handwriting and looking at things that way sometimes. So we're rolling with it. Um, I have a question for you. Have you ever thought to yourself, when I get blank, then I will feel happy? For example, when I graduate college, then I'm going to feel happy. When I get the big job, then I'm going to feel happy. When I get married and fall in love, then I'll feel happy. When I have children, then I'll feel happy. When I travel the world, then I'll feel happy. When I blank, then I will feel happy, right? Like fill in the blank. I'm pretty sure you can probably relate to one, if not all of those things. And I think think it's something that we've been taught. I don't know where it comes from, but we've been taught a little bit backwards that you do an action or have something happen to you and then you're allowed to feel the emotion, right? But here's the truth, you guys. Like, let's get real. Can we have real talk? Because the reason that we want every single thing that we've ever wanted or will ever want is because we think we're going to feel good when we get there, right? But if you don't feel really good on your way there, then you can't get there. Like that's the kicker. And this is something I've been learning over the past few years is that we have to feel good along the way or we don't get there. And the reason is, is that we have to be at the same vibrational match as a thing that we desire, if that makes sense, right? Like I'm always talking about vibrational matches and It's not the best analogy, but it's the best one I can come up with. And so if you have a better one, let me know. Um, But if you think of like a radio, see, I told you this is not a good analogy because like who listens to radio? But if you think of a radio and let's say you're like you, like your vibration in your body is at 1060 AM, but the thing you desire is 101.7 FM, like that's never going to work because you're on different frequencies, right? And so the whole thing is, is we got to tune our radio to be in the same alignment with the thing that we want. Okay. I told you it's not the best analogy, but it's the best I can come up with. All right. (laughs) If you have something better, let me know. But what I'm trying to say here is that ultimately anything we want in this life or will ever want We simply want it because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. And what I'm suggesting is instead of saying or holding off your feelings for when you get the thing or the person in your life, I'm saying let's feel those things first. So then those things that we want and desire just naturally are side effects of our emotion because we're already at the same vibration of the things, right? Because the truth is, like I said, we don't actually want the things. It's it's how we think those things are going to make us feel. Okay, I hope you are hanging with me because I know that could be a little out there, but this is what we're going to talk all about today, about why feeling good first leads us to what we actually want. And it's a topic I am really loving and I'm so excited to dive into today with all of you. So, Here's a really cool thing, you guys, with this is that 
when you kind of reverse engineer this and you say, okay, I'm no longer going to wait for the thing to then be happy or be whatever positive emotion, then you can actually give yourself permission to feel, to start feeling good right now. As in like this very moment, you can start feeling good. You no longer have to wait on outside things. Isn't that so cool? I love this. And this has been so freeing for me in my own life as I have learned to do it because I always put things like my emotions on hold until I accomplish certain things. And now I'm like reversing that and saying, no, like I'm going to feel good now. And Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. He's always saying like, you can change your life in an instant. I don't know if you heard that. I snapped my fingers with my left hand. Thank you very much. But you can change your life in an instant, Tony Robbins says, by simply just changing your perspective. And that's what we're going to start doing. And by doing this, guess what? Bonus, all the things you want are going to naturally come to you. So there's this quote from Abraham Hicks I really like, and it says, you have to be satisfied with what is while you're reaching for more. So you have to be satisfied with what is while you're reaching for more. And we're going to talk all about that today. So you might be thinking to yourself, why on a business podcast is Taylor talking all about why it's important and good to feel good? Well, here's the thing, my friends. If we don't fix the insides of us, nothing, no outside work can compensate for it. So we can do all the work. We can hustle and grind and we can go to all the seminars and buy all the courses and buy all the how-to, like how to grow your Instagram and how to build your email list and all of those, right? Like, I, and trust me, I've bought in a bunch of those and we can do all those things and they work. However, they will not work if your internal beliefs don't align with your goals, If your internal beliefs don't align with your goals, you simply won't get them. And I'm not just talking about your conscious mind, the subconscious. Like you truly have to get in there and clean everything out so that you are in alignment with the things you're you're striving for. And in fact, this goes back to the power of certainty. And when we're certain, when we're certain about something, you're going to take massive action instead of like if you're wishy-washy or just kind of like, eh, we'll see your actions aren't going to be as good. So like when you become certain about your goals and certain about yourself and certain you're going to succeed, you're going to show up so differently for your days than if you're just kind of like figuring it out. And I talk all about the power of certainty in episode 45. So if you want to go back, it's actually called the power of certainty. I'd go and have a listen to that because that's also really important part to all of this into feeling good. Like you have to be certain in yourself. So going back to my question I pose of why on a business podcast, I'm talking all about why it's important to feel good. Like it's good to feel good. Why is this important? The answer is feeling good matters in your professional and personal life because when you feel good and appreciate things, we are then in a, in a state of allowing. And when we are allowing, anything can happen. So ultimately what I want you to take away is I want you to feel good so that you open yourself up to a state of allowing things to come to you because when you are open to things coming, anything can come to you. And that's how we're gonna hopefully manifest the things that you desire. So there are only two states we're ever really living in. And you're either living in a state of allowing or a state of resistance. You're either letting in or keeping out the abundance that you deserve. 
And so a question I want you guys to get into the habit of asking yourself daily, and this is something I've actually been doing recently, is am I in a state of allowance or am I in a state of resistance? Am I in a state of allowing my abundance or am I in a state of resisting my abundance? It's a really good question to ask yourself every day and it's kind of like a good checkpoint. And if you are feeling, you know, out of alignment or in a state of resistance, you can fix it. So don't feel bad. But just remember, by feeling good, we're then living in a state of allowing. And when you're allowing, your dreams can come to you. So let's talk. I'm going to give it a little example, actually, um, about this is not a, a professional example. This is a personal example about this friend I had years ago. And this friend of mine, her, th- well, let me just stop real quick and say that this story I'm about to share is a perfect example of why your thoughts and feelings matter. Okay. So this friend of mine, she at the time was like, I don't know, in her late 20s. And she so desperately wanted to find the love of her life and get married. Like that was pretty much all she thought about. And she had dated some people and been in a few serious relationships. And a few times she thought like this was Mr. Right. This is the one who I'm going to marry. And she had her heart broken a few times, unfortunately. But she just simply couldn't find it. And I think, you know, after each heartbreak, she kind of became a little more cynical about love and life and things working out for her. So ultimately she started to have really bad thoughts and really bad feelings about dating, about herself, about her own worthiness. She, she was not confident anymore. After she had a few heartbreaks, she started to take it personally. Like maybe I'm not pretty enough or skinny enough or good enough or all the things, right? Like her mind was just going down that rabbit hole. And I feel for her because I watched for years her struggle with trying to find somebody, but ultimately she was just so bitter about it and truly just living in a state of resistance, but, but couldn't understand why it wasn't coming for her. Like consciously she thought she wanted it, but if you heard her language, all she kept saying and thinking was, there's nobody left. I'm too old. I'm never going to find the one. I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. Like this was stuff she would say on a daily basis. So how does she have a fighting chance at ever bringing someone to love her into her life when this is what she's putting out into the universe? The moral of the story you guys hear is that your thoughts and feelings matter because what you're putting out is what you're going to be experiencing. So you have to, again, ask yourself, are you in a state of allowing or resisting? And, you know, if you're looking for that person in your life, start changing the narrative if it's negative. If you can relate to how my friend used to speak to her, start changing your narrative and say, I'm worthy. I believe in love. It's easy to find somebody. And you will be amazed at what can come around. Um, You know, I've had lots of people ask me when it comes to love life, you know, how I was able to find somebody not long after I had gotten divorced and had my heart broken. And the truth is, is I never stopped believing in love. I never stopped believing that there was somebody out there for me. And in fact, I was excited to find my person. I was excited to, you know, have a great love that was pure and honest and whole and wonderful. And I just always believed that. And then therefore that's what I'm experiencing. 
So it really is that simple. So again, are you in a state of allowing or resisting? And this applies to our personal lives and professional. So now you might be thinking, okay, well, how do we feel good? How can we live in a constant state of allowing? Now, there are many countless ways to feel good, but today I'm going to focus on only three of them. These are just my tips and tricks, but there are certainly more. So let's just talk about these three for today. So the first one is the rampage of appreciation. The second is priming your mind every morning. And the third is making time for fun in your life. So the first one, the rampage of appreciation, is a fun game from Abraham Hicks. And in it, you appreciate little and small things throughout your day. Now, we want to do this to raise our vibration, remember, so that we are living at the same vibration, excuse me, or frequency of the things that we desire. And therefore, when we're at that same frequency of the things we desire, they can easily be attracted to us just like a magnet. So the more you practice appreciation, the less resistance you will have in your own vibrational frequencies. And the less resistance you have, the better your life will be. Remember, appreciation equals no resistance. Now, before I explain the game of the Rampage of Appreciation by Abraham Hicks, I want to first speak to the difference of appreciation versus gratitude, because some of you might be thinking like, you know, what's the difference really? And for me, you know, gratitude is great. And I'm always telling people we have to give gratitude. And in fact, every single morning I wake up and I write five things I'm grateful for, big or small. And I, I stick it to five, even though there's more than five. But every morning, that's the very first thing I do is I journal five things I'm grateful for. And I change them every day. Now, and I, and I think we should all do that. We should all always be thinking of the things we're grateful for. And it's a really good thing to do the first thing in the morning. Now, the difference for me between appreciation and gratitude is I like to think of appreciation as gratitude and action, because it's really easy to just say, like, I'm grateful for blank or I'm grateful for this or that person or whatever. And because we have those lists and you run through them so much, sometimes you feel disconnected from it, even though you do love or appreciate or have gratitude for that thing. So when you bring appreciation, it's like appreciation is kind of like next level gratitude. To me, appreciation is gratitude in action. So it's it's active for me. Appreciation, it makes you more present with what you're grateful for because you reflect on the reasons you feel grateful about someone or something. Does that make sense? So we're kind of getting into the why you feel grateful. That's what appreciation is for me. This is no like dictionary explanation. This is just me explaining my interpretation of it. So again, appreciation is very present. It's very active. Um, And gratitude isn't as in the moment for me. So it's just, again, next level gratitude. It's explaining the why you're grateful. That's appreciation. And what's so good about appreciation is you start to like turn on your feelings and you start to really feel those whys behind the gratitude. And then again, we're living in that energy, that vibration, and you're sending that out into the world. And then that energy and vibration comes back to you, which is always a really good thing. So think of appreciation as active gratitude. So with this game, the rampage of appreciation, you're going to go about your day and appreciate everything. That's the game. And you know, you can do it for only like 10 to 15 minutes at any point in the day or spread it out. Like Think of things to appreciate all day. 
Um, but here's a cool thing. Once you start to look for things to appreciate, you will find that your day will be filled with things to appreciate. Like more and more stuff will start to unfold for you because again, you're living in that vibration and the universe has to show you more things that match your vibration. Um, it's really fun, you guys. So I'm going to give you some examples really quick from Abraham Hicks, um, on this because I just I love the way that he wrote this and it's really good. So he says, for example, while standing in the line at the post office, you may think this is a very nice building. It's great that they keep it so clean. I like how friendly that postal worker is. I appreciate the way that mother is interacting with her child. That's a good looking jacket. My day is really going well. Another example he gives is while driving to work, you might think, I love my car. This new freeway is wonderful. Even though it's raining, I'm making very good time. I love how reliable my car is. I'm grateful for my job. And then he goes on to say that you could focus more specifically on any of your objects of appreciation and find even more reasons to feel appreciation. So for example, this is a very nice building. There's so much more parking here than at the old post office. There are more counters here and the line moves much faster than before. The big windows make this room feel much airier. Or this new freeway is wonderful. There are no traffic lights to slow me down. I can travel so much faster than before. This drive offers such a beautiful view. So those are just like two simple examples of somebody being at a post office and somebody driving to work on the freeway. Now you can do this with anything. Like for me, if I was in my bedroom, I love my bedroom. I could say, oh, I love this beautiful bed. I've dreamed of this bed for years. I love the linens on my bed. They're so soft. I love my mattress. It's so firm and comfortable. I love my closet. I love the clothes hanging up. I appreciate how I feel when I put these clothes on, you know, and you just keep going, going, going. And it doesn't just have to be material things. You need to do this with people, anything like your dogs, whoever, whatever, the point is, is just to play the appreciation game. And as we're, we're really just trying to get ourselves to look for the positives in everything. Because again, the more you do that, the more you experience this stuff coming back to you. So every time you guys appreciate something and feel good about something, you're telling the universe more of this, please. Is that not so good? Every time you appreciate something and feel good about something, you're telling the universe more, please. Like, I love that. I love that. That's something really powerful to think about. Now, before you know it, you're going to be experiencing a rampage of appreciation by playing this game. Again, like I said, I would try to play this every day for at least 10 to 15 minutes, or you can spread it throughout your day, whatever feels good. I just want you to get to a place where appreciation doesn't come to you, but rather flows through you. That's the goal here. We want you to have appreciation flowing through your body at all times. Even if you're not actively thinking about appreciation all day, if you're thinking about it here and there, you'll start to have appreciation flowing through your body. Does that make sense? So that, my friends, is the rampage of appreciation. Play it with big and small things but I really just want us to train our minds to be looking for those things because it's just going to help us raise our vibration, think more positive and start attracting things to us. And that helps us to work on feeling good and allowing the good feelings first and then the things you desire to come. 
right? Rather than saying, I have to have the things first and then I'll feel good. We've got to reverse engineer this because we have it backwards. Feeling good comes first, then those things you desire. Because remember, you only desire them because you want to feel a certain way, but you have all the permission in the world to just feel them now because we are in charge of our emotions and then those things come. Does that make sense? Let me say it again. You have the power to feel however you want right now. You don't need anyone or thing to give you permission or anything to happen. You can decide it right now and then all those outside things will fall into place. It's really cool. I know it's a lot at first to take it in because it's opposite of what a lot of us have been taught, but it's so, so good and it's so much easier and it feels so much better. So the second way that we can feel good and one of my favorite ways if you've listened to this podcast is priming your mind every morning. You guys, I think priming is the number one thing I've talked about on this show. It's the number one thing I get asked about by people who listen to the show. And I talk about it so much because simply put, priming has changed my life. In fact, it's saved my life because it has been the tool that has allowed me to come in alignment with myself, to know who I am, to visualize what I'm capable of and actually see it unfold and manifest in my life. Like, It is what saved me from my divorce and being flat broke to then manifesting hundreds of thousands of dollars into my businesses and being able to live out my dreams and to do this podcast and to share what I've learned with you guys and to have it help your lives. Like none of this, by the way, would be here. This podcast wouldn't be here if I hadn't been priming, if I hadn't been visualizing these things and thinking of a way to get my message out to people like this very podcast, this reason you have me in your ears right now is because of priming. So think about that. Now, I talk about priming about what it is and like how to do it in a two-part series. So if you want to go back and listen to it, I highly, highly recommend it. It's episode 31 and 32 and I explain all about what it is and how to do it again. Um, So I'd go and listen to that. So I'll give you a quick brief description of what priming is. Essentially, priming is my morning routine. It's when I wake up early to prime my mind. Now, I had started my active or company cove years ago, and I heard a quote from Tony Robbins that said that the success of any business is on the owner's psychology. He said it's 80% the owner's psychology and only 20% mechanics. And I knew all the negative thoughts I was having in my mind about myself, about my business. And I thought, shoot, if my company's success is based off of my internal thoughts, I've got to step up my mental game. And so I started waking up at 6 a.m. every day and carving out like an hour or more to prime my mind. And priming is personal. Like I don't want to sit here and tell you how to prime because there is no one answer and you have to experiment with it. And But ultimately, what priming is designed to do is to make you feel good and to give you time to remind yourself of who you truly are. I can tell you what I do, but guess what, you guys? Like I've done several episodes on priming. It's always changing. And what I currently do today, I've probably never really talked about fully. And it's always going to change because you have to do what feels good for you in that moment. It's whatever makes you feel centered and aligned with yourself. And really, 
you know, everything that's ever existed in this world or ever will exist was started as someone's thought. And so priming is this time to allow yourself to visualize your dreams and to feel what it's going to feel like when you accomplish them and give gratitude for them as if they've already been accomplished because then you're, again, matching the frequency of the things that you want. To me, I start work at 6 a.m. when I start priming. Priming is my job because my job doesn't unfold without me priming and seeing it in my mind's eye first. That is the beginning of creation for me. So that is me going to work. So it's very sacred to me. It's extremely important. And like I said, I really don't love telling people what to do. I I don't mind sharing what I do for inspiration, but you got to do what feels good for you. Maybe it's something as simple as priming is getting up, getting your cup of coffee, sitting down, reading a book, taking a hot bath in the morning, going for a walk with your dog, maybe all the above, you know, maybe listening to an uplifting podcast or reading your Bible or praying or or all of the things. Maybe it's a combination. And every day might look different. Some days you might prime for five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, two hours. I used to prime for hours, by the way. I now prime for 10 minutes or less. And I love it. You can prime in the shower, in the car. Like there's no right or wrong. Priming is just giving yourself that sacred time to say, this is who I am. These are my goals. My goals are done because you're visualizing them. I give thanks for those goals being done. And these are my intentions for today. And this is how my day is going to go. And deciding like, I'm going to choose happiness today. I'm going to feel good today. And we have to decide these things ahead of time. Because when you set that tone, you then are in control of your state of happiness. And you're not letting the outside world dictate how you're going to feel that day. You're not hoping for a good day. You're deciding you're having a good day. And that's, I think, the best and simplest way to say it is priming is your time to decide I'm having an amazing day today and anything can happen around me, but I choose my centeredness. I choose to be happy. I choose to live my life like this, you know, whatever this is. And so it's really your time. It's your time to prime your mind, to get ready. Just like we wash our bodies. Think of it as like washing your mind in the sense of like just positive thoughts and whatever works for you works for you. What works for you won't work for somebody else and what works for somebody else won't work for me and vice versa. Like it's fine. Do what works for you. And again, go back to episodes 31 and 32 to learn more about it. But priming has seriously changed my life and that's how I hit my goals because I see it in my mind's eye. I feel it in my body and I say, yes, this is who I am. And I tap into my greatest, my heart's greatest desires and I allow myself to dream. It's my time to dream. Like that's another good way to put it. And I allow myself to visualize those goals and say, yeah, these things are happening for me. And if you don't think about your goals and you don't let yourself feel how you're going to feel when you get those goals, how are you supposed to attract it? Again, oh my gosh, I just connected it. Priming is that time that we're allowing ourselves to feel good first. Oh my gosh, you guys, I didn't even write this in my outline. Okay, this is really good. Priming allows you to feel good first and then let the results fall. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad this is recording because that was like mind-blowing for me. Did that just blow your mind? It blew my mind. Priming is how you let yourself feel good first And then let all the desires fall into place rather than saying, I'll have the desire and then I'll feel good. Priming says, I'll feel good now 
and then it all falls into place. Oh my gosh, I should just drop my mic and walk away, you guys. I'm blowing my own mind with this revelation. And that's not from me. That's like from the spirit above because I didn't even put that in my outline. Wow, that's really powerful, right? Like that sums it up and wraps us all up so beautifully. When I you know, started this, um, this talk here and I said that we have to feel good first and then that leads to what you want. Priming allows you to feel good first. And then it leads to what you want. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm geeking out right now, but so, so good. And I'm not complimenting myself. Let me be clear, because that was like revelation from on high. That did not, that was not by Taylor Morgan. That just came from above. So there you have it. I hope that makes sense, because that was not my notes and I'm kind of riffing right now. Okay, but if you guys have questions um, about priming, please always email me um, at hello at whatthefpodcast.com or you can send me a DM at whatthefpod, sorry, at whatthefpodcast or my personal at Taylor Morgan Design and we can chat about it. Now, I do have an exciting announcement. This is the first time I'm announcing it, but because priming is seriously the number one thing I get asked about and it's like one of my greatest passions and now I even know understand why on a greater level after talking with you guys today, it's because it allows you to feel good first and then let those things manifest, like seriously life-changing how that all connected. Um, I want to do an online coaching group around priming. Now, if you don't already know, my website taylormorgan.us just went up and on taylormorgan.us, I've already started a monthly membership program um, through the site. If you go to products, you'll see my monthly membership where I coach people to break the limiting beliefs and manifest the things they want into their lives. Essentially, I kind of take this show and we dive way deeper. Like It's like extended versions of the show and I help people reach their goals. It's not just fluff and pump you up. Like We actually do work and exercises to kind of rewrite the stories, rewrite the limiting beliefs and live the life you've always dreamed of. Because I believe in you living an abundant, beautiful life with all your big, wild dreams coming true. I believe everybody can have their dreams. So that membership on taylormorgan.us, that's what that's designed for. And we dive deep there. And that membership is $37 a month if you want to join that. Again, you go to taylormorgan.us, click on the products tab, and you can go in there and join us. And you can get coached in a group style setting. We go live once a month for two hours. And then you get emails throughout the month of things to work on. And we have a group text that we all are on. Um, so I'm in constant contact with you guys. Now, with that, I'm adding a second group for priming. Now, the priming, it's going to be a monthly membership and it's only going to be $9.97. It's super, super affordable. And you won't go live with me, but you'll get a calendar each month of prompts for priming. So if you're having a hard time priming and you don't really know where to start, because I get that question a lot. They're like, I want to prime, but I really don't know where to start or I've tried and it's not working. Then this membership is for you. And it's not ready yet, the the priming one. The Taylor Morgan membership is up, the one that's $37 a month, um, but the priming one is not up. And like I said, it's it's not live with me, but I'm going to be talking and sending you emails every week about stuff on priming and things to think about, um, giving you prompts of things to prime and stuff. 
So if you feel like you kind of need somebody to hold your hand and help you get started, like then this membership's for you. But I'm announcing it now because I'm going to do a test group before it's up for sale or anything. So if you want to be in the test group completely for free, you do not have to put your credit card in, nothing. Like it's just you to be there with me for a month. You test out what I'm going to be offering people and give me feedback and how I can better serve you. I would love to have you guys be a part of it. Like seriously, you don't, there's no commitment. You do not have to sign up. If you want to sign up at the end, you can, but no credit cards on file, nothing. Just come try it out. See if it works for you. And I hope you can take something away. If nothing else, you'll have a month of you know, priming material to help you. So to sign up for that, there's, well, there is no official sign up for the priming thing. Just simply subscribe on taylormorgan.us to the emails. There will be a pop-up when you go to the website to put your email in. Um, if you don't see the pop-up, click in the top right corner to the subscribe button on the website and put your email in. And then when I announce the sign up for the priming thing, which will be in the near future, you'll be involved in it. So I'm just doing a test group, taking on some people to test it out. So I'd love for you to be a part of it. If priming is something you want to dive into more outside of the show, because I can only say so much here in the show just for the sake of time and stuff. And so that will be a really good starting point to beginning your priming journey. And it's such a beautiful journey, you guys. It's one, like I said, I want you to make it your own. You can take my techniques I do as, you know, jumping off points and figure out what works for you. And it's a great thing. And like I said, your priming routine is always going to change. Mine's constantly evolving and never looks the same. And that's because we're always growing and changing. And so you, you know, you just kind of do what feels good in those moments. So That is my tip number two is to prime your mind every morning. That will make you feel good. And again, that's our space where we allow ourselves to feel good to then let those other desires flow to us. Now, the third one is one I am currently working on a lot, and that is making time for fun. You guys, it can't all be work. And I am a recovering workaholic. And it's very important to have fun because fun raises our vibration. And when our vibration is raised, we attract things more. And ultimately, you guys, we are here in this world to have joy. Like that is truly what we're here for. And I'm going to read a quote at the end of this episode that talks more about, you know, us being here for joy that I really love by Abraham Hicks. But just know that like you're here to have fun. It's not meant to be all work. And one thing my grandmother always tells me is that, you know, you have, you got to work and play. Like she's always emphasizing play because it is so important. And I I love that. So make sure you're making time for that. Um, And when you're having fun, it allows your energy to have things flowing more because you're not overworked or overstressed or, you know, sleep deprived. You're balancing things out. So personally, I'm getting back to fun with my life and am back to my work. Like I'm putting fun back into my work. I talked about it on this past Monday's episode about letting go of our timelines. And I was putting like all these really like awful timelines and deadlines on myself and it was stressing me out at work. And I just, it was taking the fun out of my work because I wasn't approaching work from the joy and the reason I started my jobs. It was 
I was approaching work like, okay, I, I was playing my days around like hurry and get this test done and then hurry and get this thing done so you can hurry and sell this and hurry and do this. And it was just icky, icky, icky. And so now I've just, I've let go of the timelines. I'm like, I'm just going to go back to having fun and showing up and serving people and doing what I do best. And the rest is going to take care of itself. So when we are having fun, it allows things to flow and the things that we need will come. So just come from a place of love and fun and you will be happier. You'll feel like you're never working. It's just, it's just really good. So I just want you guys to remember that it is good to feel good. Gabby Bernstein, one of my favorite mentors, she says it all the time. It It's good to feel good. And I got to see her last weekend in New York City and she kept saying that over and over. It's good to feel good. So keep that. Use it as a little mantra too this week. It's good to feel good. I, I love telling myself that and instantly just hearing that raises my vibration, just that alone. Another thing I want you guys to remember, and this has been a really big mind shift for me lately, is that this is a world of well-being. And that was a huge shift for me because I used to think that life was out to get me and I had to have these trials to learn certain lessons. I had to suffer to succeed. And that's not true. That's just simply not true. This is actually a world of well-being and it's our resistance that makes it not. So again, like I said earlier in the episode, are you living in a state of allowing or a state of resistance? Because you're living in one of those two at all times. And just saying, you know what? Life's not out to get me. This is actually a world of well-being. This is a world that wants to give me good things, that wants to support me. And I've been telling myself this and man, has it shifted everything for me. It shifted my work. It's allowed people to show up for me. It's allowed support like I've never had before. It's allowed fun like never before because it's no longer this big, scary world. It's no longer me against the world. There's nothing against me. There's only things for me. There's nothing against you. There's only things for you. And the quicker we get into the state of allowing, the quicker we can be in flow with that. And it's so much better that way. So, so much better. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's a really big mind shift for me and I hope it is for you too. Now this week, I want you to remember this mantra that I've written for you all. And I'll put this in the show notes as well. But the mantra is this, all is well. I choose to feel good today and every day. Everything is working for me and being provided. I'll say it again, all is well. I choose to feel good today and every day. Everything is working for me and being provided. That just makes me feel so good. So I wanted to share that with you. It's just a mantra I made up for you guys. And I hope that it will serve you as you go about your weeks. And lastly, when we live in this wonderful feeling vibration where there's no resistance, you will be in an exaggerated state of allowing. So when there's no resistance, you'll be living in an exaggerated state of allowing. The better it gets, the better it gets, as Abraham Hicks says. It's good to feel good, as Gabby Bernstein says. So I hope that this episode has helped you guys, helping you to really focus on the feeling good and remembering that right now, right here in this very moment, as you're listening to me speak to you, you can feel good. All the things you're chasing, all the things you want and desire, you are chasing for a feeling. And I'm giving you permission to have that feeling now without the things. And when you have the feeling first, all of those things are going to fall into place. 
Now, before I leave you, I want to read you this quote um, from Abraham Hicks. I've got a lot from Abraham Hicks here today. And it's so, so good. So I'm going to leave you with this um, because it just ties it off so beautifully. So Abraham Hicks says, There is no desire that anyone holds for any other reason than that they believe they will feel better in the achievement of it. Whether it is a material object, a physical state of being, a relationship, a condition, or a circumstance, at the heart of every desire is a desire to feel good. And so the standard of success in life is not the things or the money. The standard of success is absolutely the amount of joy you feel. The basis of life is freedom, and the result of life is expansion, but the purpose of your life is joy, and that is why the main event has never been the manifestation. I can't say anything better than what was just said there, so I'm going to leave you with that, my friends, and until next time, dwell in possibility.